Brian Billick, NFL Network, uh, joins us now. Brian, welcome. How are you? Good. Good afternoon. All right, Brian. Um, let's start with a couple of things here. Number one, Minnesota announces Bridgewater's ready. Uh, they have a couple of game lead in the division. Uh, they're going to have to stay. They're going to have to go without their main quarterback for the rest of the year. Bradford's going to get shut down. Would you go to a guy who hasn't played in a year and a half, or would you wait and let Case Keenum, who hasn't been terrible, uh, but is a journeyman, would you let him play it for as long as he can keep it to a certain level and and then go to Bridgewater, or would you go to Bridgewater right now? I think Case Keenum has played well enough to kind of keep the job, uh, and they're playing good defense. They're running the ball decent enough. Uh, the good thing about Case Keenum is you know, he hasn't turned the ball over a great deal. Uh, and I think you're right in bringing up uh, about Bridgewater, who has not played for a while. I'm not sure Bridgewater has shown that he can produce at a level much more than Case Keenum, particularly with the absence. So I'd be surprised unless Case Keenum goes in and just all of a sudden doesn't start to, to perform well that they'd make the change because the team has kind of rallied around him and he's done pretty good. Yeah, I agree with that. I do agree about that. Um, the South, Atlanta's 4-4. Four and four. Carolina's six and three. They beat Atlanta last week. Saints have won six in a row. They're six and two. What team uh, uh, have you have you gotten to the point now where you're ready to put New Orleans and Carolina ahead of Atlanta, or do you think Atlanta can still find its way? Well, the the I, I think New Orleans. I mean, every single one of them's got some glitches. Obviously, New Orleans is playing very very well. The defense is better now. Uh, how much better? We're going to find out. And their schedule is actually pretty good. So if I'm going to give a, uh, a nod to someone, I'm going to say New Orleans because I think their schedule is just that much easier um, going down the way. Um, Carolina, again, they just Cam's not throwing the ball real well. Defense is playing solid. The, uh, the running game is sketchy. They're not getting verticals down the play, um, down the way. And Atlanta, Atlanta's got some big tasks. Coming up, so I think New Orleans is in the best position of the three to win the division, simply because of their schedule. Uh, we're going to know about Atlanta. Uh, certainly, we know they're capable. They they're going to play the Cowboys at home and at Seattle. We're going to know in the next two weeks if they can truly get back in the groove, uh, whether they can hold up, particularly on the road against Seattle. Uh, if they can't, then you got to think that Carolina may have the edge. They play five of their last six games in the division. They play at New Orleans in th- two times in three weeks, and they play four of their last six games at home. So if they get through these next two, it's all going to be them and the Saints, and then they already lost to Carolina, but they got two with the Saints, and they got a lot of home games and a lot of division games to finish up with. Yeah, it's teed up very well for them. It's on their racket, so to speak. Uh, and, and you're right. The next two weeks, I think, will give – and beyond just the fact that it lays out well for them – Against that caliber of competition, we're going to see if, indeed, they've kind of hit their stride back. Same thing as Cowboys are playing really well right now. I mean, their defensive front's playing well. Their offensive line's finally clicked. They're going to play uh, this week at Atlanta, big game, and then the next week, Philly, prime time in their building. Two huge games in a row. Now, we don't know about Elliott day-to-day. If Elliott's pulled from that, does that, in your mind, pull the plug or do you think they can plug one of the other backs in and still get 80% of what they need? Yeah, I, I think they'll be okay. I mean, it, we've talked about it before when we thought uh, Dak or we thought Elliott uh, was going to be out. Uh, and that, okay, what does that mean? It means it falls on the shoulders of Dak Prescott and that receiving core. Well, 
He's on track to be better than 30 touchdowns and uh, single-digit interceptions on a 500-throw year. Uh, we saw Terrence Williams step up. Des Bryant, I know he's, he's pulled up a little bit with the ankle. We'll see. Uh, Jason Witten, who was not much in a factor in the big win against Kansas City, you know he's going to kind of show back up. I think they've got enough going for them that uh, they ought to be in pretty good shape with that schedule. I'll tell you who's in good shape is New England. New England's six and two. Now they really haven't gotten the defense to any level yet this year, and I don't even know if they will. But the point is, they have five division games left, and other than Pittsburgh, they play five division games. They have Oakland in Mexico City. They own Pittsburgh. Brady owns the Steelers his whole life. Uh, I, I I can't see them going. I, I mean, if they go less than seven one, I'll be surprised. Yeah, how, when was the last time we talked about New England kind of being under the radar? I mean, you know, we haven't talked about New England for a while uh, because of that first loss, and the defense is getting a little bit better. Brady's having a brilliant year as usual, and you're exactly right about that schedule. I mean, it's, it's, they, it's very favorable for them. Uh, the Bills are probably, notwithstanding the Steelers, the biggest challenge for them when they have to go up to the Bills. Uh, and you're right about the Steelers. You know, the problem is the Steelers don't play enough man. As brilliant as they are with their zone and zone blitz, it's still zone, and Brady can chew, chew that zone up, uh, although they're playing very, very well uh, and have the chance, because of the defense of New England, to turn that into a bit of a track meet. New England, Pittsburgh, Kansas City look like they are way ahead of everybody else in the AFC. Anybody else you see that can join that mix? Um, you know, I've, I've always got a soft spot in my heart for Tennessee. I love Marcus Mariota. I don't know that they can step up to that level. That defense is a little more problematic. But uh, I, I love what's going on in Tennessee, and I think they're going to continue to get better. I don't know if this is their year or not, but uh, it's going to be very quickly. Um, and then, you know, Jacksonville is the one. It's hard to jump on board with Jacksonville, with Bortles. But I tell you what, that defense, they've added to it. They're running the ball well. If they can kind of get Fournette sorted out. Uh, and I don't, you know, the Bills seem to be up and down, but I wouldn't discount the Bills, but I don't think any of those teams fall into the category of the Steelers, Patriots, or Chiefs. Tell me what, what's wrong with Brian Billick, uh, brought to you by SeatGeek each and every week. Tell me what it means when you are a legitimate franchise. You're not Cleveland. You're not one of these ragtag groups. Your name's Denver. Your name's the Giants, and they hang a 50 on you. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. That's a, you know, particularly when, when if, if, if it's the odd game out and it's just one of those bad games, okay, uh, you know, that happens. That happens to anybody. But given them the year that they're having, um, you know, it, that's, that's hard to justify. Certainly with the Giants sitting there um, at the bottom of the league at one and seven have some major questions. You know, at least in Denver, you can say, okay, we don't have the quarterback situation. That, that, that's our Achilles heel, and that's been the thing that's killing us. Um, as is typical with a team that's at the bottom end of the, uh, of the league right now. But in New York, with Eli, to be sitting there at 1-7, that not only is that a tough place to be in, that really strains the organization because particularly Eli at where he is in his career, it's, well, where do we go from here, particularly since it looks like we're going to have a top pick, and this happens to be a good quarterback draft. Last time the Giants allowed 51 points at home was 1964. I mean, that, that's a long time. It really is. I mean, that's uh, and Denver with that defense. Whoever thought somebody could hang a fifty on Denver? Yeah, and 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 the frustrations they have, and and it was fifty without really. It wasn't really the turnovers. I mean, certainly that didn't help. Uh, and Brock Osweiler, you know, he threw up a, a jump ball at the end, uh, just trying to make something happen. Uh, and the one turnover hit them, but 
typically you look at that and say, okay, they must have gotten two, three, four turnovers inside a scoring position. Uh, that really wasn't the case. How hard do you think it is for an organization to say in the, in the first year we made a mistake with a coach? Uh, it is tough. Um, uh, you tend not to, you know, if, if you're if you're an organization that has struggled, um, that's much harder to do because it's like, well, what, do you, what are your expectations? I mean, will you really think the guy was going to turn around in one year? But that wasn't the case in Denver. This was, you know, this was a pretty good football team, and so that's. The, although I don't think he's in, uh, in has an issue right now because they can look and say, okay. It wasn't the coach we didn't get right. We didn't get the quarterback thing right. Sticking with Trevor Simeon, thinking the Brock Osweiler, uh, obviously the injury of Paxton Lynch. Uh, I think they'll look at that, and in that instance, the, he may get a mulligan. And I tell you, it it really vindicates a lot of people who analyze quarterbacks when John Elway gets the quarterbacks wrong. Because I mean, you know, listen, I mean, there's one of the all-time great quarterbacks who pitched picked a bunch of bad quarterbacks. Well, and that's I've said it for years. I don't care how good you're at it, how what your track record is when you're taking a quarterback, uh, particularly when you draft one in the first round, it's a 50-50 crapshoot at best. Because a lot of it's intangibles, right? It's head hard, it's stuff you can't measure. Yeah, it's it's we've talked about this many times, Mike. It's the combination and how they come together. You can think you can measure all of those individual components and check the box off, but how do they come together? We've talked about it many times, the great ones. You look at the, the attributes that made them so great. Each one has his own set in its own ratio. So beyond just you know looking and having the, the backup to say, okay, yes, he's got size, he's got mobility, he's a smart kid, he's a good kid, he's got passion, yada, 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 you can go down the checklist, and even though you check it all off, it doesn't mean it all comes together in the right combination. How many weeks into the season is the internship over? Meaning, uh, are the Rams now a good team? I mean, they've played eight games. They've whipped people up. They've scored a ton of points. Are they now a legitimate team, or do we still need to see more? No, they're a legitimate team and because they're good in all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. Now, Goff, you, you can make the qualifier, although I think he's, he's, with every outing showing that he's a legitimate guy, you can say, well, let's let's wait for the rookie to to to, to go the full spectrum here. Um, but because they're so sound, they they in Philadelphia are the best teams in the league in terms of you know uh, offense, defense, special teams, balance across the board. So in that instance, I'd say yes, they are for real. Philly hasn't played a close game in a month. I know Philly's, and it's funny. I did a uh, an event on Saturday with a bunch of lawyers, and, and there was a group from Philly. And so we got this talking about the, the, the uh, Eagles, and I thought they'd be all fired up. They were all, you know, well, nah, the other shoe's going to drop, and we're not sure. I mean, it was, I said, damn, guys, enjoy it. This is a good run. you got a good team. Yeah, I mean, since that Carolina game, I mean, you could say the Redskins game was a little close, but it wasn't in doubt in the second half. I mean, and I mean, they're rolling on people. They really are. And, and the quarterback, he's doing a great job. I mean, there, there's a quarterback who has just – he stepped up, and he's the real deal. Everything has just come together for him. Yeah, and we've got uh, what would be fun is we've got the Eagles and the Rams playing here uh, in the uh, first week in December, second, you know, the tenth of December, something like that. Uh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is which division in your mind is the one that you would have the biggest question about? As far as is it Tennessee, Jacksonville? Is it? Uh, it's not going to be New England. Is it uh, New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta? Where do you see the biggest? Uh, Rams, Seattle, where's the toughest pick for who's going to win a division? 
Well, you know, and, and it's amazing how it's changed from when we started. We, you know, we thought that AFC West was going to be, you know, maybe all three teams going to the playoffs. Although that 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 could happen, you never know. Um, yeah, I, I think there's going to be some real fights. I mean, who do you like, Rams or Seattle? Yeah, I, ultimately, as good as I think the Rams are, uh, I, that certainly is going to be something that uh, that you have to look at. I don't know that when when you look at um, uh, uh, the AFC. Uh, uh, Certainly, the AFC North, Pittsburgh's got it not locked down. Um, in, in the AFC West, Kansas City looks like it's an untouchable. Certainly, the AFC South with Tennessee and Jacksonville, that's probably the biggest. Okay, which one of these? Because it could go either way, obviously, because both teams are young enough. Um, it, it's a three-way race in the NFC South because even though New Orleans, you'd give them the benefit, both Carolina and Atlanta, I don't, you know, Atlanta's further out, but you never know if they can start to get hot. Carolina is, uh, is, is, is just basically the one game back because of the bye situation. So that's probably the NFC uh, South is probably the biggest one, the question I have about because of the three teams involved. I just look at that Atlanta talent, and I don't get it. I don't see how that team is having the problems they're having. I mean, all these games come to the wire, but every week it's the same thing. They fall short with the ball late down a couple of points. I just don't understand why they're having so many problems making big plays. I don't think they understand either. I heard one coach refer to it as that we, we just can't get the trains yep. to run on time. Yep. I mean, that's true. They're yeah. just a little bit out of sync, and they've got all the moving parts. I, I They gave me a bunch of grief on the radio today in Atlanta. I'm doing my shows because I had made the comment over the weekend. And I think our, Slaney, our, 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 our new coordinator is yeah. fine, yeah. but he's not. I think you've got to let Matt Ryan do a little more no huddle. You got to put a little more variation in it. It looks like they looked at it and say, "Hey, look, we're really good. We're going to be, we're going to make we're going to become more base. We're not going to do as many things, and and they're not as good. So you got to look at it and say, okay, well, what can we what can we do different? I think a little more no huddle, giving Matt Ryan a little more latitude could help. Listen, you were as I noted to the audience last week, you you ran one of the great offenses of all time uh, in Minnesota. When you're not getting the ball to your home run hitter in Julio Jones, do you go out and stress and just say, this week we are going to just throw the ball to Julio Jones? Well, and, and Matt Ryan knows this, and I, I heard this from a Matthew Stafford when he had Calvin Johnson. He says, sometimes you have to, when you look at a, a great player, he says, just because he's double covered doesn't mean he's not open. And Julio Jones is that kind of guy. And Matt Ryan knows that, but he so much doesn't want to turn the ball over. They have enough other assets to make you pay. And, and if they really want to just take Julio Jones that away from you, yeah, fine. You, you just need to pound away at those others. I, I don't think they're using Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman quite as effectively. I think they need to because uh, um, that could make a big difference for them as well. All right, listen, it's going to get interesting now. We're getting later into the season. We'll chat next week. Thanks very That's much, good. Brian. Thank you.